Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. How many of you really want to please God? Amen. Let me ask you a question. How many of you are Christians? How many of you know Christ? Okay. All right. So, because there was, there was two questions. How many of you are Christians? And how many of you know Christ? And you'll be surprised at the answers. Sometimes we claim we're Christians, but we don't know Christ. We don't know him in the level that he called for us to know him, and that is being intimate with him. He say, in that day, many are going to say unto me, Lord, Lord, then I prophesy in your name, then I cast out devils in your name, and I shall say unto them, depart from me, because I never knew you. We never got intimate. We never got close. So there are Christians who never got close. I pray that you're not one of them. Why are you saying that, Pastor? Because in these times, in these last days, God's going to find out. And he's going to show you. Because these are the days where everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Something has really rattled my cage that I saw this week when our president said that, you know, I could, if I ran again, I would win again. He said, but the Constitution won't let me. But if I, run, if I ran again, I would win again. But the Constitution won't let me. But I got a feeling that if I ran again, I'll win again. But the Constitution, the Constitution, the Constitution won't let me. The Bible says that in the last day, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. I wouldn't be surprised if we change the Constitution. I would not be Surprise. I pray that it don't. And we need to be some praying folks. But I wouldn't be surprised. Pastor, how can somebody change the Constitution? Easily. They change the laws. They change everything else. Everybody can come out of the closet. Anybody can get think and get married. Look, we are living in a time where everything is being shaken. There's a word that's in that when, when he talks about everything that will be shaken, that can be shaken, will be shaken. When you look it up, it's called Christianity. The church is going to be shaken. What you believe in is going to be shaken. That's why the Bible said in the last days, some of you are going to depart from the faith. Some of you are going to depart from the faith. You're going to quit. You're going to give up. You're going to stop believing. And that's scary to me. As your pastor, I want to make sure you know what's come up on the earth, what's happening, that we can't stop. Baby, this going to happen. I don't want to get you into fear like I told you. I want to get you in faith. 
If I know it's going to rain and they're talking about a big storm, I know to take an umbrella. Do what I can to protect myself. My kids getting out. No, baby, you can't get out because why? They're calling for this tornado. They're calling for the bad rain. It's going to be slippery outside or whatever. You don't need to go nowhere. I take every precaution I can. What I'm telling you today, you need to take precautions. You need to take precaution that you don't slip, that you don't fall, that you don't go back. Because if the devil can get you going backwards, he's going to get you off. What does the song say? This is not a time to get distracted. This is not a time to go off course. You hear me? All right. So I want to ask you a question today. Are you rapture ready? Are you rapture ready? You know, if somebody was coming to visit your house, and no, let's put it, if you were going to sell your house and you knew you had some people coming, you'd probably put that house in tip-top shape. You'd probably get some stuff fixed that you, hadn't even, that you had been wanting to get fixed all them years but never got it fixed. But since you want to sell it, you want to be impressed, want the people who come and look to be impressed, you go by fixing everything. You get it so much in good shape that you really don't even want to have to sell it. Yeah, that's getting ready. I want to know, are you rapture ready? Are you looking at your life and seeing what is out of alignment? Because the king of kings is going to come and look inside your life. Is everything where it should be? If everything has a place, is everything in its place? Today I'm going to answer some questions that you all have been asking me. Some of you all hadn't wrote them in, but you called me, you asked me on the phone. So when you hear your question, don't, 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 don't think I'm calling your name out. Just sit up straight. Nobody never know you asked a question. But I want to be able to answer these questions for the benefit of those others who are sitting out there. Last week, I opened up the floor and let you ask questions. These questions are still coming in because you're wondering. So many of you all are in fear. You're in fear. Now, my question is that you got to be able to decide. If I'm going to operate in fear or in faith, you can't do both. You cannot operate in fear and in faith. If you operate in fear, you have to use your faith to push fear out. That's why I keep giving you those scriptures. I don't know if you all got the scriptures. I don't know if you all went online to get the scriptures or not, but they're out there. And you take the word because, again, I taught you about the mind. This soulish realm is messed up. It's going to think its own way. And the only thing that can subdue this thing or anchor this thing is the word of God. The Bible says, receive of meekness, the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul, your thinking. Some of y'all thinking is off. That's why you can't do no better. You can't get your little self together because your thinking is off. You don't feel this thing with so much mess until that. How, how many of y'all been hit with dopamine? You don't even know it, do you? Dopamine, that enticement, that feeling, that, that want to get to that next level, that high, that enthusiasm, okay? You, you say you weren't going to eat no more, but all of a sudden you find yourself eating even more. That's dope for me. You say you weren't going to watch porn, but you find yourself watching porn even more. That's dope for me. You hooked, baby. Yeah, you hooked. Some of y'all are trying to get over them X's or get over this. You, you know what's that's dope for me? You hooked. You on drugs. Well, I got a cure for you. Sit up straight. Don't look at your mate. Mm -mm. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. 
I don't want to start no war. All right. So let's look at the scripture then. Maybe that's going to help us balance things out. All right. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16. I'm going to give you several scriptures for you to look at today. So I want you to be ready. All right. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believer who have died so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. We, I told you last week, we always do this at scriptures, uh, at funerals. But it's not a funeral scripture. We just use it at that time. This is a scripture for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, how I many you believe that? I mean, honestly, you believe that? All right. We also believe that when Jesus returns, you hear this? He went from his death to the reason he got up to come back again. So you can't just stop believing that he rose, but you got to believe that he's coming back. If you believe he's coming back, why are you scared? Why are you afraid? Why are you tripping? God will bring back with him the believers who have died. We tell you this directly from the Lord himself. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. You hear this? So, right now, I won't get into all that. Well, I can go. I can take this another direction. But anyway, for the Lord Himself will come, who will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, of the call of God. First, the believers who have died were raised from their graves. Then, together with them who are still alive and remain on earth, will be what caught up. We call that. The rapture. Rapture is not written in the Bible, but this word caught up is a snatching away. Caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord. How long? Forever. So encourage, encourage, encourage each other with these words. We use it as scripture and, and film because we're trying to encourage the grieved family. Well, so many of y'all grieve right now. I thought I'd bring it to you now. Mm-hmm. Baby, listen. We cannot stop what's happening in the world. We cannot stop our president from signing a truth. You know what I read this morning? What did I read? I showed it to you. I forgot. You don't remember it either. Caught you off guard. You're supposed to be there with me in the spirit. All right. This is what I read this morning. This morning. Um. You know, we just signed this peace treaty, I mean, this treaty to get the nuclear bomb, that they can actually really, we say we delayed them, but we did not delay them. And I started to bring you some of the words that this guy said, this chief, this person over there said, that, that he, he talked about the arrogancy of the United States. And he started going on and saying, you cannot stop us from doing what we're going to do, and we're going to support the Palestinians, we're going to support Libya, we're going to support Syria, we're going to support all our brothers who are fighting over there. In other words, once we get this bomb made, we're giving it to them. Point blank. You know what the White House did? They told him to tone down 
his rhetoric. Tone down what you're saying. The people can't handle that. You're darn right the people can't handle that because you can't handle it. These folks know when they get that bomb that they're going to do what they want to do. They're doing it right now. There will be a nuclear bomb going off in America. Okay. Zachariah said that, the, that, that you, while you're yet standing, your flesh is going to dissolve and your eyes going to, it's, it's, it's going to happen. So now, what manner of people are we? How should we be living? If we know these things are coming, we know wars are coming, guess what? Eventually, there's going to be some racial riots. There's going to be some black against white, some Mexican against the Chinese, some Chinese against everybody. There's going to be some racial riots. It's going to happen. And you can't stop it. You see that devil keep pushing that button. That's why he's bringing all that stuff up on the news. He's showing you. He's trying to get you to blow up. He's hitting every state. He didn't hit Memphis, St. Louis. He's hitting everywhere. This woman didn't have, I don't believe she hung herself. She might have. I don't know. I wasn't there. But I don't believe she did it. And that's what the devil telling you. She didn't do it. No more than that boy choked himself to death. So all this stuff is building and building and building and building and building. Why? Because he's got to get you to the point where you explode, where you can't take it no more. And then he's going to sit back and say, ah. Oh. He's not happy until his agenda is manifested. But do you know what God did? God showed us his agenda. He showed us what the devil is doing. He's not showing you uh, what might happen. He's showing you what has happened. Yeah, I can rest my case on that one. The Bible is a book of what has happened. God's not lying. He's telling you this has already happened, and I'm telling you before it happened. So that when it happened, you might believe that I knew it was going to happen. You hear me? So, Pastor, what are you telling us? Because I'm getting scared. I'm getting afraid. I don't want to hear about the end time. Well, you're living in it. We've gotten so accustomed to pushing stuff under the rug. Our kids acting fool. Let's push it on the rug. As long as they're in the house, they're okay. Really? We just push stuff under the rug. Well, guess what? You're about to trip over this rug. Let me show you something. People ask me, well, why are people not in the church? Why are people leaving the church? At one point, Pastor, even in our church, we were putting our chairs. Now I got room to lay back. You don't know why? Let me show you. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, King James Version. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith. Well, why are they departing? Because they're giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils from the church. People picking up doctrine from the devil. And Google ain't all bad. It's what you're Googling that makes it bad. When you get up, that's my job. And then when I tell you, no, baby, you shouldn't be looking at this. This, this shouldn't be filling your mind. You get mad, and then you leave the church. Why? Because you've been seduced by a spirit. That's what's happening now. 
People want knowledge, but they don't know how to handle knowledge. And then God has given me as a pastor to watch over your souls. You don't want to hear what I have to say. And I'm not here in my stead. I'm here in Christ's stead. I'm trying to tell you, no, no, baby, you shouldn't be there. No, you're trying to control me. You're trying to manipulate me. You try, Okay, we're going to do what you want to do. Hit the door. You don't want to listen to sound doctrine. I can't help you. The latter time is what he's trying to show you. When you see these things happen, you need to know that you're living in the latter time or the last days. When people are departing from the faith, when they're giving heed to seducing spirit, there are people who, who sit in the church being seduced. Yep, I'm going to let your mind run for a minute while you think about that. There are some people here who are so desperate for a mate. They just seduce anybody's mate. They just want a mate. Mm-hmm. In the church. And they can't be happy in the church because we're preaching the word. So that means they must. I'm not going to stop preaching the word. I'm not going to stop trying to get you accountable. I'm not going to stop trying to get you to rise up another level. Yeah, I challenge you. Yeah, my men, I definitely challenge you. Yeah, I challenge you to even give out them four digits. I'm trying to help you in your marriage. You wonder why you can't be trusted? Because you don't trust yourself. You're a flirt in the church. If you're going to jump off a boat, might as well jump off now. I refuse to be like that church that I told my son about, the Nicolaian church or the Nickelodeon church. I kept saying Nickelodeon. And he said, Daddy got in the car. He said, Daddy, I've been watching Nickelodeon all day. I ain't watching that no more. I said, hold on, Jordan. <laughs> I say, it's the Nickelodeon. It's not the Nickelodeon that you watch. It's the Nickelodeon church. It's a church that went back there in that day. And he thought I was telling him, well, I said, well, you know, you really shouldn't be watching Nickelodeon because they, they got some crazy stuff on there anyway. But he just, he's just like, I ain't watching that no more. Nothing, no more. So even children are trying to get aware of the season that we're living in. When I got young kids calling me on the phone, and some of them, some of them know me well enough to call me for uncle. So if this happened, does this happen? And I said, and I explained it to them. Somebody called me on the phone. They was in Arkansas somewhere. They was trying to witness to somebody, and they was asking me all about the end time stuff. It does my heart good to know that the young people are catching that. What worries me it's the old folks. Because old folks got to the point, we don't want to listen no more. We still want to shout. We still want to flirt. And we want to do everything that we can do in the church. It's going to be sad that all these young folks leave us behind. Not us, y'all behind. Because I ain't going to do it. All right, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their what? Conscious seared. With a heart like as with a hot iron. Conscious seared, meaning there are people who are in church bent on doing that doing it that way. So something has to give. Either I'm gonna draw you into the things of God, or I'm gonna drive you away. That's what I have to face as your pastor. 
I'm going to draw you or drive you. So when I see you can't hit, sit here under this word, it's because you don't want to live the life that God's calling you to live. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't believe you can practice certain things and go to heaven. I don't believe you can practice it. I don't believe you can practice homosexuality. I don't believe you can practice uh, abortion. I don't believe you can practice all this stuff. I don't believe you can practice shacking. Because then you practice fornication. Well, Pastor, I just live with it. I don't hear it. Yeah, really. Now you're practicing lying. So what you're asking me, you, 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 hear what you're asking me as your pastor. You're asking me to give you words that you want to hear. What your itchy ears, you wanna, want me to tell you like the Nicolaian church that I can still be saved, satisfied, but not delivered. That God going to wink at what I'm doing. Well, Pastor, explain to me how you think that's going to happen. Oh, glad you asked. You asked me to give you my thought, my perception. I'm going to give it to you. I believe that those who are holy, when the Lord comes back, will be holy still. They'll be raptured up out of here. To be with the Lord forevermore. For those Christians who don't know Christ will have a time to get it together. I believe you have seven years a Shemitah to get it together. Yep, somebody called me and said, your pastor don't know what he's talking about. He's being too legalistic. Shemitah means to rise. It also means collapse. It's how you look at it. God gave us a seven-year Shemitah so that we can rise up, let the land rest, trust me. But you wouldn't do it, so everything collapsed. If you get caught here those seven years, you still have a choice to rise or collapse. If you're stuck here, let me give you one bit of advice. Don't take the mark. Don't take the mark. Because if you take the mark, you will have no part of the kingdom of God. I'm just trying to help you. I made a resolve in my mind. I'm going to be on the first ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm getting myself together. I, you know what? I depend on Scripture more than y'all do. Because I know the devil be throwing some stuff my way. And I'm like, no way. Mm-mm. Not going to do it. Mm-mm. Not going to do it. I am not going out like that. No, sir. Uh-uh. No, sir. I'm not, ha- I'm not having that. No, sir. I ain't going to be that big of a fool. All right. Pastor, will things get better? I mean, we're praying and we're believing. Aren't things going to get better? Let me show you this. Know also that the last days, perilous time shall come. Perilous time. Time full of danger. Once translated, say extremely dangerous. See, Pastor, you're making me scared again. No, hold on. Watch this. I I, I want you to, I'm going to show you before it's all over with, okay? Watch this. Same, same Timothy, same chapter 3, but I'm going down to verse 12. So if you're looking at it in your Bible. Yes, everyone who wants to live godly life 
a godly life in Christ Jesus will what? Suffer persecution. Because your life is going to confront other people's lives. And it's going to cause you to be persecuted. My daughter's out at work today. She's not here. And she hadn't told me. Sometimes she tells me. Sometimes she just don't tell me. But I hear from some other friend. And it's going on tape. I can still say it because y'all don't even know it. Because she's, her stand for abstinence and all her other friends are doing what they do, she's losing friends. For a teenager to lose friends, pretty devastating. Over something simple as sex. I mean, just go and get up and be through with it and have all the friends. That's what the world say. You know, have some friends beside you. You know, you got somebody that you need, somebody who's going to be by you. Really? But I'm giving up something that's dear to me that God meant for my husband. So peer pressure is coming from all sides. And everybody doing it, that's a lie. Everybody ain't doing it because you ain't doing it. So everybody ain't doing it. Uh-oh, I see some of y'all in there that start dropping your head. You must be doing it. All right. Well, let me stop right there and teach another moment. If you're doing it, and you can't stop doing it, now I'm looking over everybody's head. I'm looking all the way back at the back. I see them green walls. I see the clock back there, so I'm not looking at you. So if you're doing it, you got an option. You can keep doing it, and God will be okay with it if you're doing it the way his words say do it. He didn't say you couldn't do it. He said, this is how you do it. (laughs) Pastor, tell me how to do it. The Bible says it's better for you to marry than to burn with passion. It's better if you're going to get you some, get married and do it right. Yeah, boy. (laughs) Because what you have to do is decide if that is worth missing out. Yeah. Is this worth it? If I'm getting it and he coming, what's happening now? Here he come. And he going to leave me. Hold on, Jesus. You ain't got time for that, babe. Now, see, see, some folks in here, they can laugh. They, they old. They ain't doing nothing. They all right. Some of them got to give. But for you, you sitting out there, and you're in this situation, saying, I don't know what they laughing for. This thing's scary. Pastor, I, what, I, what I do? I just told you, you got a choice. Well, Pastor, I didn't want to get married. Then stop putting yourself in that position. Pastor, what did I do? I told you last thing. Run as in terror. You hear me? These are the last days, baby. These are the last hours. These are the last minutes. These are the last seconds. Everything is winding down. You can't be playing games now. This is not a time to get distracted. This is not a time to go off course. 
I'm trying to help you. Don't be mad at me when you look up and see me in heaven and you're dodging demons. Don't lie on me and tell God that I didn't tell you. I ain't coming to church no more. And some shall depart from the faith. I know it's I know it's hard. I know it's hard. And I can see you squirming in your seats. <laughs> but listen to me. I'm trying to tell you the truth. And that's what's wrong with the church today. We don't want to tell you the truth. We want to tell you it's going to be okay. And that's why he said that Nicolaitan church, that's what they were doing. They were telling everybody it's okay. It ain't okay, baby. It ain't okay. It ain't going to be okay. And I don't want your blood on my hand. I don't want to be crying on my way to heaven saying, I should have told them the truth. No. I know it's tough. Pastor, I'm too young to get married. Well, you're too young to get your son. Look back in the back. Look over here. I'm trying to help you, okay? Pastor, you don't know. You know you did it. I had more time than you did. I ain't even arguing with you about it. Yeah, I did it. I did it. Thank God for his grace. He didn't come back while I was doing it. I can't guarantee you the same thing. Time is not in my hand. That ain't fair. I can't help what season you were born in. Well, I didn't ask to come here. Well, you're going to ask to leave. <laughs> All right. So you're going to suffer persecution. Not only are you going to suffer persecution, but evil people and imposters will flourish. Imposters. Imposters. People who pretend to be Christians are not. Imposters. People pretend they know Christ and not. See, you can't know Christ and sneaking and slipping and smoking and drinking and, and you practicing, baby. Somebody who's in law, a lawyer practices law. A plumber practicing plumbing. He do it every day. A sinner practices sin. You practice it. Evil, but evil people and imposters will flourish. That means they're going to get worse. So it ain't going to get no better, y'all. It ain't getting no better. I don't care who's in the presidents. I don't care who win it. If Hillary win it, it ain't going to get no better. If Trump win it, it ain't going to get no better. Amen. Baby, I only hope you got is in Christ. So why not do it the way he say do it? That's why you can't hope. That's why you're living in fear because you ain't living in Christ. I'm okay if he come back today, right here, right now. I'm okay. I'm okay if he come right now. I'm okay. Are you okay? My goodness. But you must remain. You got to remain faithful, baby. But you must remain faithful to the things that you have been taught. I'm teaching you right now. You want me to who? Will that help you? <gasps> I started off on the wrong note, didn't I? Or oh, whatever. 
All right. So, Pastor, why are you tripping? Because I'm trying to get you to see yourself. God picked the foolishness of preaching to try to get you to see what you're doing. But you must remain faithful to the things that you have been taught. You know they are true. You know this. For you know you can, you know you can trust those who taught you. Baby, you come here on Sundays and Wednesdays because you know you can trust what I'm teaching you. I ain't trying to teach you no foreign doctrine, no demon stuff. I'm teaching you the truth. I'm teaching you how to give them here to glory. But I can't do it for you. You got to decide. Pastor, we young. And you know it's hard. And I'm, I don't, if God would just show me himself, wait, well, okay, what about the signs, the moons that y'all been calling me about? Pastor, they got a, a blue moon. Are they going to have a purple rain? I don't think Prince got nothing to do with it. <laughs> what about the signs in the moon, Pastor? They got a purple moon that's supposed to be coming up tonight. What about it? You going to go out and see it? I said, I don't have to see it. Why? Because I know all these signs are going to be coming in there. I, don't, I hadn't read nothing about, about a, a blue moon or a purple ray. All right? But I have read in the sign about those moons that are blood red. And they are happening. They got another coming in September. So these are signs in the sky to let you know God knows what he's talking about. To let you know this is a time that you're living in. This is not a time to be distracted. This is not a time to go off course. This is not a time to lose your way. And there should be signs in the sun. And in the moon. And in the stars. And upon the earth, distress of nations. They're going through stress right now. All this stuff is happening. And perplexities. And the sea and the waves roaring. Tsunamis. All this happening right now. Men's heart failing them for fear. It's getting worse. People are going to be so afraid that they're going to have heart attacks. Afraid, fear. And for what's looking after those things which are Coming, it ain't came, it's coming on earth. As they see it coming, it's going to get more perplexing. It's going to be going to get rough. It's going to be, people just going to start giving up and quitting. For the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. You can't stop it. Oh, I see my young folks getting, getting heavy. Lord, help them. I do not, listen to me, y'all. Listen, this is good. This is your pastor. Let me, let me sit right here. I know y'all got to go, but I want to talk to you. I don't want you as young people to leave out of here as if there's no hope. Because you have awakened a passion on the inside of you. You just start getting you some. Amen. And I know what that passion is like. And especially with the dope for me. Because it's just like that, that, that dope addict who get that first high. That dopamine is released in that, and it's a reward system to him now. So now he wants to get that first high and keep going after it, keep going out. It's the same way. Your dopamine has attached itself to your sex life. Well, Pastor, how do I do it? I told you. You've got to renew your mind. I beseech you, therefore, young folks and old, by the mercies of God, that you present your body to God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to your God. That's why God told you don't be unequally yoked. 
You got a brother who's just in the world, and you got a sister who's trying to live right. Baby, you're going to have pressure all day long. Even if both of y'all in the church, like today, y'all in the church, y'all hear me, you're going to have struggles. So what you got to do now is say, okay, God, help me with my life. Help me with this sex life, with this urge that I've got to get some. God, help me. Pray it honestly and start pulling back. You might have to go get you a second job where you won't be at the house when she comes. Well, I don't know what plan you're going to put together, but you've got to have a plan. You've got to do something. You can't just keep on giving in and knowing it's an affirmation of condemnation. Every time you get you some, it's affirmation of condemnation. It's affirming to you that you're wrong. Amen. Amen. Okay. No, because then I'll be getting your licensing. I'm going to use the old thing, five, four, three. No, no, no. You, you need to just quit it. You can get it. You can get it. You can get all you want. And then when you finally realize that you got a ring on your finger, you don't want as much as you thought you did. I ain't saying I don't, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm. Let me get out of that one. All right, next scripture. Next, next question. What's the next question? Real quick. All right. What are we supposed to do? Somebody asked the question. What are we supposed to do? Knowing that all this stuff happened, Pastor, what are we supposed to do? Second Peter chapter 3, verse 2. Do you see how I'm answering every question with the word? That's how you do it. God sent his word. You wanted what to do? God said, read my word. I sent my word. What do we do? But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing that all these things, that's a nuclear blast, y'all, anyway. Seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought ye be, be in, a, in all conversation and godliness? What are we supposed to do? He asks you the same question. What manner of person ought you to be in all com- holy conversation and godliness? What kind of person are you should be in your conversation? Not lip service, baby, but life service. How is your life? Your life, the way you live, is speaking volumes. It's a conversation that's going on. When people look at you and look at your lifestyle, there's a conversation taking place. The way you dress, a conversation taking place. You hear me? Ladies, when you dress like that, that conversation is taking place. Well, you, why are you coming up on me like I'm a hussy? Because you told me. You, 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 you spoke it. You told me. Your conversation, you said it. I didn't say nothing. I was over here, and you was over there. But, baby, you, you, you're talking. The way you dress is a conversation. You're telling me you're easy. Now you want to play hard. Oh, I can go there anyway. So God said, what manner of conversation, what kind of lifestyle are you be living? So don't ask me. You know you got to be living godly. 
Don't, some question you ask and you already know the answer. So somebody asked me the last question. This is the last one I'm going to give you. Well, pastor, what should we be praying? How should we be praying? What, what do we do? All right, this is what you should pray. And this is somebody who told us this. I think his name started with a J. Jesus, no, Jesus. Really, really. He told us this a long time ago. And now time's getting so crazy, we got so much to pray for. He said, well, I told you, when you pray the Lord's Prayer, all this is in there. Everything that you're going through right now, you're going to find it in here. So pray this prayer. Our Father. Acknowledge him as being yours. He's the Father of everything. Our Father in heaven. And it's just something about it when you just stop for a moment and you put your spirit involved and faith and you say, our Father. You realize that he's everybody's Father. You're beseeching him. When, when you and your fiancé, your mate, your wannabe, your date, get ready to do what you're going to do. I want to challenge y'all to pray. Our Father. That's it. Put your clothes back on because you can't do it. I guarantee you, you ain't going to be able to get none when you say, Our Father, which are in heaven. That settles it right there. Because I can't do this and acknowledge you in heaven being my Father, watching me do this. So if you can muster up enough strength in you, say, Let's pray. Do it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What you praying for what? Now, you got to be some saved folk. You can't be actually a heathen to pray with you. Uh, He's going to pray the wrong prayer. All right? So what you need to be is make sure that y'all both saved. And then they will respect the fact that you acknowledge him. And when you get, Father, our Father, I guarantee you, stuff inside you is going to subside. It's going to subside. Dopamine is going to go back to where it belongs. Okay? Dopamine wasn't designed for your sex crave. It wasn't designed for your drugs. It wasn't designed for your alcohol. Dopamine was designed for your God. Amen. You're supposed to get stuck and high on him. That every time, you every, every experience with him, you be wanting another experience with him. You want, that's what dopamine was designed for. All right, so pray like our Father in heaven. May, you, may your name be kept holy. May your name be kept holy. You can't do that, and his name is going to be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. You hear this? Now you're believing that the rapture is about to occur. You believe that everything about to happen. You're praying, God, let your kingdom come. Don't hold back. Come on and get us. May your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Not so much as what you want, but God's will be done. Yeah, we're ready for him to come back now, but some of our young folks are not. They ain't ready yet. The Lord come back now, and they got to go through the tribulation. So, God, let your will be done. You know who you're still working with. And, and, and think about it. If this is your child caught up in this, you know what your prayer will be? Father, give him time. Our Father. Father, give him time. Father, you said it's true, the seed of the righteous is going to be delivered. God, deliver them before it's too late. And you'll be begging for time. 
See, when it's somebody else's kid, you be saying, Lord, come on back. But when it's yours, you ask for grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it's your kid, you want some time. But your kids got to say, come on back, Lord. Really? Self-centered people? Some kids are going to take a little longer to get right. Give us today the food we need. And if this thing crashes in September, you know what your prayer is going to be? Give us today the food that we need. Lord, bless us today. Not tomorrow. Because September is going to bring about a whole change. We believe it. We don't know. If nothing happened, great. Keep your food that you got stored up. It might happen in November. All right. And forgive us our sins. As we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. And this is so much more. But anyway, and don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. You hear this? Young folks, you hear this? This is for young and old. Don't. God, keep me from yielding to temptation. So that means now you got to watch what you see on TV. I watched a movie with my son Derek last night. Movie was okay until it got to the very end. Then this stupid situation happened. And it, 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 it was just, didn't it have to happen? Just stupid. And the image got in my head. I'm like, ain't that some mess? I'm trying to spend time with my family, my kid, watching a movie with them. Shouldn't have been watching a movie that late at night, no way. And y'all know how my mind is. Once a thought gets in there, they get in there like, God, dog. And I'm praying, God, don't let me dream about this. God, don't let this happen. God, don't let this. I'm trying to cast down my thoughts. I'm trying to capture every thought and bring it to the obedience of Christ Jesus. And that's what you got to do. When you see some stuff that you shouldn't be seeing, bring that thought, capture that thought, and bring it into the obedience of Christ Jesus. Whatever your weakness is, whatever it is, when the devil flash it, grab it and bring that thought to the obedience of Christ Jesus. You hear me? I'm going to let you go. Matter of fact, I'm going to let you go. Bow your head. Father, I thank you for your people today. And God, I, I truly praise you for the time that we're living in. This is an awesome time for those who are saved. For those who are unsaved and questioning their salvation, Father, this is a very fearful time for them. And Father, I pray now for your people that their faith will not fail them. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.